one-stop chaotic shop for all things in the world of cinema. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan McCorder, joined by... Yeah. The reason I did my film reel that way, and you're going to get a kick out of this. Okay. There's a playground up the road from your house. You know the one? Up around the corner on the left? Yeah. Yeah. So I was outside and this kid on the street, I'm not joking, I was waiting to tell you this live on the podcast. Literally, I've stopped at the stop sign that's right there. There are like two cars in front yeah. of me all turning. And the kid goes, I'm put, I'm, I have a finger gun up in the air and like pulling it back. Oh my my <laughs> you know what went through my head? Uh-uh. Go full like commando, do like a bazooka on my shoulder and just, <laughs> I didn't. I just waved. Just, yes. I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. Just either that or do, do a else. bazooka. It'd be problematic if you did anything yeah, else. Yeah, it's Juneteenth too, so it'd be double. Yeah, that's doubly bad, you know. Yes. It's like a hate crime waiting to yes. happen. So and I and I just did a Juneteenth thing. I went and supported black creators today. Awesome. I went and saw the blackening. <laughs> yes. And that I did not know this going into it. The film is it takes place on Juneteenth, the oh, actual wow. day of Juneteenth, because they're celebrating Juneteenth for the weekend. Wow. So and it's funny because it was me and two other white couples <laughs> seeing was, the blackening. That was, that was it in yes. the theater. Yes. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Now it's gotten, it's doing really good at the box office. It's actually almost keeping up with the flash, which that's not, not sure which much. is a compliment or an insult to each. I don't know what yeah. the budget was for it. But anyway, what have you been doing since the last time I saw you? I've been playing golf all day. Had a little scramble. Yeah. Did you win? Um, no, we did all right. Scramble is the scramble nine holes. No, it's, it's 18, but you play with a foursome so like whoever and hits so the ball you choose who you shot play, you play off yeah of. you play best ball yeah yeah and so we did all right i think we shot a 62 honestly didn't the last last second or the last second to last hole i just i was checked out it was just one of those days you know it's hot muggy soldier boy yeah the song he's famous for yes i could do that to a golf ball Super soap. Excuse me. What? Crank. Crank, crank it. <laughs> you know, I was gonna say, "Ooh, crank that soldier boy." Yeah. You over here saying you chose super soak that hoe? Yeah. That's what you went to. I mean, that's that is the line that always. <laughs> I always crank that. I can crank a golf ball. Yeah. Okay. But it's I slice so hard. Most do. Yeah. It just goes. Whoa, that's a good. No, it's not. <laughs> Way off to the right. Yeah. Either that or I eat dirt. Yeah. Every time it was fun though. It was long day. Uh, it was Father's Day weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually, us and the wives, got together this weekend, so that was fun. Oh, you and our wives. Yeah. Yes. Us. Yeah. I tied another board game or another. So JP and Caitlin introduced us yeah. to these non-party games, and I won Mochi Mori, Mach Machigori, Machigori, Macho. Ma it, it's fine. You can't. I hear. won that. Yeah. I won Everdale first go around, and then I tied. In Seven Wonders. Yeah. And then I lost in you Dominion. Got your but I handicapped myself on accident in Dominion. I did not know I could only... I could, I could. I thought I could only lay down three cards. That's why you gotta pay attention. I don't. Notoriously bad at listening to directions. Yeah. I am more of a, hey, let's do a practice round. I'll figure it out that way. Uh, but still didn't because I was super tore up about my discard pile. So... It's all right. But you know, I had a great time. <laughs> and I told Dawson. Dawson leaves for um, Gulf Shores on... Friday. He's going to be gone Friday through Sunday. And just a little quick family getaway thing. Yes. Um, but I told him that the Fox Bar was going to be doing like a movie themed thing. Yeah. So I'm going to have to see what that's all about because Asteroid City opens this week, Thursday. This week? Thursday. Made in Alley. Oh, my week Asteroid sucks City. this week, man. You're saying that for weeks now. 
No, but it's actually serious. I got freaking. Uh, I don't have to go see it Thursday night. It plays for the next three weeks at May now. No, I want Caitlin to go see this one with me because yeah. I think she actually has grown an interest in like Wes Anderson, especially. Abby's never seen a Wes Anderson film. Ever? No. Nah. And I'm very torn on if she would enjoy them or not. She needs to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox first. See, I don't. I think that would actually be the wrong one to start Why? with. Just the animation aesthetic of it. I'm not sure if it would be for her. I think that would be could be an instant turnoff. She's not here okay. for it. I think it would have to be one, something like... Um, I mean, Budapest is a safe one. Yeah, or the... Uh, Darjean Limited. Yeah, it was the other one. No, Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Moonrise Kingdom, probably just for the kids. Yeah. Like I, that. I don't know. Tenenbaums is like... Yeah, no, I like the road. I, I think that one might be a little much for her yeah. to start with. I don't know, but I need to find something to get her... Because I think she would like the Wes Anderson stuff. Yeah. If she really got into it, but I don't know. Uh, for me, I've been balls deep into Diablo. 50 hours log, well, 47 technically. So I'm rounding up. Yeah. I beat all six acts already. Um, I'm in like the top 17%. Most people haven't beat oh, it because wow. most people are grinding the campaign to be overpowered yep. or grinding side missions. I didn't do like more than a couple side missions. So uh, Diablo 4 is fantastic. One of the best, better narrative stories I've played and I had a great time with it. And now yeah. I'm just waiting for you and some other folks to get it. So uh, it's not but, looking good so far. Hey, no, I'm in no rush now that I've beaten the game. Yeah, you know, I'll just let it sit for a while and have those side missions over there. Because for Father's Day, Abby got me uh, Tears of the Kingdom, so that's now geared up. Congratulations! So, yeah, I'm gonna be playing that here soon, and uh, you know, just kind of biding my time till Starfield comes out. So and that'll be a you know probably 400 hour plus campaign. Sounds like so. Are you serious? Yeah. So the they have over a thousand planets that are all populated. You can go visit and have missions and stuff on a thousand planets. A thousand planets. Yeah. Like if you really let that yeah. sink in. Yeah. They don't have a set gameplay. I think they said. I think. Is that things just, are, is that just like, like AI at work? Like I, they've been working on Starfield for like ten years, so I don't know. And that's an, that is an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Because they bought Bethesda. Yeah. Good on you, man. Good it's uh, Todd Howard who did all the all the narrative stuff for. He's the head of Bethesda, but yeah, he did all the narrative stuff for Skyrim and Oblivion and Fallout Three and all that stuff. So yep. you know it's about to be a banger. So I'm I'm excited that'll be my next big thing. But um, other than that, yeah, I've just been yeah we hung out and uh, I've been off work for a while, so I spent a lot of time with the with the family, the wife and the daughter, and having a a really good time. Got one more day off. Um, gonna try to soak it in as much as I can before I have to go back to the grind. Yep. But uh, and I'm not talking about the restaurant. I wish. Have you ever been there? Yeah, it was. I heard it's overrated. I heard their shakes are good, but their burgers are overrated. No, shakes are definitely overrated. They're just novelty shakes. Okay. The food was decent, so it's like everything else is, yeah. Hmm. See, I've never been, but I've always, I'm a burger guy and yeah. a shake guy, so and I've always kind of wanted to go. It's way smaller than you would think. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, I'm not b- busting down the doors to go do that anymore. I do want to go to Blue's, though, soon. I wish they weren't closed on Tuesdays. Oh, yeah. They, because I'd go tomorrow, but alas, they are. Drive-in's back open. That's some movie news. Our, our local yeah. ca- drive-in theater's open. Yeah, uh, shut I, down probably a year, two years, two years ago yep. um, after COVID, and yeah, well, because the owners died, and the yes. kids couldn't decide who was going to get ownership, and well, I think it was there was some financial issues causing that too. So there were um, some wanted to sell it, some wanted to not sell it, so they just sold it, uh, but not to the family. That was yeah. the kicker. So someone finally bought it, and it's open. And uh, this last week and this week, they're showing um, Super Mario Brothers and Fast X. Um, I voted against them doing that again for a second time, and thankfully th- that mindset won. Oh yeah! So starting this coming weekend, it is top the original Top Gun, 
and um, Transformers. The right. OG Transformers? No, no, no. Beast Rising. The Beast Rising. Yeah. So one new one and the OG Top Gun. Um, and then in the comments, the owner said they're going to do a here at some point this summer, not right after, do a Top Gun double feature. Nice. Top Gun and Top yep. Gun Maverick. That would be that'd be a great time. Anyway, uh, we got some trailers to jump into. So I say we just, let's not waste the time. Let's go straight into them. Sounds uh, good. Because there were like 27 new ones today when I logged in that have come on since we've been on, since we recorded last. So I, we narrowed them down. So the first one we got is the one that actually dropped a few hours before we went to record, and that's the new Craven the Hunter yeah. trailer. Well, I say new. It's the first one. Yes. Um, Craven, obviously, from the Spider-Man rogues gallery here. Um, one of Spider-Man's, I don't say he's arch nemesis, but a pretty substantial nemesis of he's Spider-Man. He's kind of an anti-hero. Kind of. It's in that Morbius thing. I think this trailer's hyping him more of an anti-hero than yeah. the shows and the games do. Yeah, I think exactly. he's more of a villain uh, than not but so yeah this is an Aaron uh, Taylor Johnson led yeah. film he plays uh, Craven and his father is Russell Crowe uh, which was a surprise I did not I didn't know that going into it so um, yeah I was shocked by how good this trailer looks like how brutal it is like the action pieces yeah like a dude literally gets a in the trailer gets a bear trap thrown on his head and it collapses and he also rips a dude's nose off with his teeth yeah um it, the the action is going to be there. The gore will be there. Um, I do have concerns for it though. If to me, I I struggle seeing like what's the what's the mission behind it. Like what is Craven actually hunting? His father, isn't it? Yeah, but why? What's his father do? I mean, he's yeah. got assassins and all that stuff. But like, why? Like, why does yeah. that matter to him? I'm sure he's we're going to find he's out. Just out for My, revenge. I I just want what I was hoping, and I'm sure this will get tied in. He'll probably wrap this up towards the end of the film. You know, it's just his origin story here, you know, and then he'll be like, hey, you really want to make a difference? Because like he's like he says, an antihero. He goes and kills bad people. Yeah. Um, and he's got, I guess, his blood got infused with a lion. So he has all Which those. Which looks super cheese. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure about all that. So I'm sure it's going to end with him. You know, rhinos teased in here. Well, not just teased. You want to know why they call the rhino. So yeah. I'm excited to get that because even though I love Paul Giamatti, his mechanical rhino was awful. Okay, yeah. And Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. yeah, the Russian rhino. Yes. Uh, this one actually looks like we're going to get a full sort of rhino. I'm excited about that. Uh, but I'm excited to, for the end because I'm sure there's, someone's going to float him either in a post credit scene or something. Yeah. Spider-Man, Vulture, Scorpion, Morbius, Venom, all these people he's going to have to go hunt down now and, you know, kill. So yeah. the, the the potential for the future Craven has me even more excited than this one. But in terms of a you know setting the tone getting the pieces together i'm sold on the trailer it's better than i anticipated it has a lot more action and it's that kind of john wick kind of action just fast-paced brutal you know not like what i'd call standard blockbuster like it's got that john wick feel which unfortunately is going to end up being a cliche at some point and everybody if it's not john wick it's just not the same but no craven looks really good i'm really excited about that and i hope you know, Tom Holland sticks around long enough. I think that would be a fun little little pairing there. Actually, I'd love to see Tobey Maguire go up against this one. This feels like a Toby character, but... Oof, yeah. I don't know. I will temper my expectations for it, though. Did it have um, a release date? Is it this year? Yeah, I think it is this year, but I didn't see anything for it. Um, I don't think you released that trailer without... Yeah, because we're... I mean, we're right in June, so that could be a fall stinger. No, now I think about it, I think it got pushed back to 2024. Feels right. Yeah, um, it looks like a summer movie anyway, but... Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, the moment this trailer came out, though, social media kind of blew up with the whole Morbius memes. Like, oh, they they just you know 
brought Craven. They brought Aaron uh, Taylor Aaron Johnson. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson just to do another Morpheus movie, Morbius movie. And uh, there are some elements to it. You can tell it seems mm-hmm. a little unironic in some aspects. Um, Listen, I'm not the biggest Morbius hater though. I haven't seen it yet, but I've seen. I give I, it I've two seen and a half stars. I've seen enough YouTube clips. Yeah. To me, it was really mainly the CGI. It was so bad in that film. Yeah, and I'll Jared be, Leto's not bad. I'll be honest, the CGI in this one didn't look that great either. No, no, and that's not what sold me on. It was just the choreo- action choreography and Aaron Taylor Johnson. And like I like yeah, all of that. Yeah. So um, I, I can get with you on that one. Nothing can be worse than the Expendables Four trailer. It showed today <laughs> before the blackening, and like there are moments that are just so cringed green screen in the trailer itself. It gives me very bad feelings for what the film itself is going to be. Yeah. Anyway, that was a last week conversation. Um. Next, uh, we got one that's actually a Netflix original movie. Um, Abby's sending me the homework right now. Oh, yeah? For for Wednesday. For oh, Bama. so yeah. So, yeah, so that yeah. was uh, my bad because you were supposed to be in a group text, and I apparently gave Caitlin an old number. I never have had a different number. Uh, I've had the same number since I've, I was I in had high school. N- I've had a different number in my phone that's for scary you. scary for you. I know. Well, that yeah. person, whoever that person was, immediately, immediately left the conversation. I was like, crap. Uh, yeah. Back to the trailer, though. Yeah. <laughs> They, I'm, well, I'm just worried about whose number you have because I've never know. had a different number. I don't know. I immediately gave her the right one. But um, next next movie trailer, though, is They Clone Tyrone. This one has the most potential for being a new Jonathan favorite. This gives me very... I know you haven't seen this. Um, sorry to bother you. Um, yeah. It gives me a lot of those vibes. Like, almost maybe too much. But... Without, I don't want to spoil any of that film. We've talked about it yeah. know, a handful of episodes back and go listen to my thoughts on it. Like it's very similar. Yeah, to that. Th- this movie is like very deep in black culture, and it's it it plays on probably a lot of you know on the nose jokes that us as white men would probably just not understand as as much. But I think overall the movie's movie is uh, done and tailored in a way that is going to be relatable for everybody. Yeah, it's um, John Boyega, Jamie Fox, and um, no, I can only think of. Her- Tiana, Terry, Tiana, I can't, don't remember her name. Yeah. It's the late, I think it's Monica Rambo from, uh, Monica Rambo. Yeah. From uh, WandaVision and the Marvels. No, and stuff like that. that is not her. Are you sure? Cannot be. Are you pulling it up? I am. I'm pretty sure it's the same. It looks just like her at least. But anyway. Yeah. So those are your three leads. And the, the, the premise of the trailer is, you know, John Boyega's character is like a, a hustler. John, uh, Jamie Foxx is the pimp. And, uh, what's her name? Dang, it is. I thought. What's her name though? Uh, Tayona Paris. Tayona Paris. She's. I can't remember what they called her, but she's like their accomplice, their friend, kind of like the brains behind a lot of the stuff, like the common sense thinker. I thought she was a hooker. I don't think she's a hooker. I maybe, thought, maybe she is. I thought she was the hooker. Yeah, and Jamie the, Fox the hustler, was the, the pimp. pimp and the hooker. Maybe it is. I thought she was the brains behind the thing. No, this is yeah, this is a hijinks all type movie. You you, it, you end up in over your head and yeah, it, it's did you get so did you get into the the plot of it? No, no, I was saying who they are. So they find they live in like you know what looks like inner city Detroit or whatever, and then they see this black SUV pick up this dude in the middle of the road. They follow it. They find this elevator and turns out in this basement they have a bunch of John Boyega's clone down there, uh, and it's this big conspiracy. And now. Jamie Foxx and all of them are trying to expose it, getting all their the whole neighborhoods now in on it, trying to yeah they, figure they, it out. The news is there. It's like a looks like to be a, like a sci-fi comedy. Yeah, and I'm I'm very much here for this. The whole tone, the the casting, everything about this film is of me 
mini film. Yeah, Jamie so, Jamie Fox looks hilarious, and it looks like they have a lot of secondary characters that you know will steal some screen time whenever they have have a chance. Um, who's I, on I'm there a, besides the main three? I mean, it, it it feels like the type of casting that you know you would see pop ups that are o- otherwise like not not a name. What am I trying to say? Not a well-known actor. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah. like just in the trailer, it's just gonna be a bunch of crazy, crazy stuff to happen. Yeah, in this movie. I'm very excited for this. And as homework, and I'll make you do it too. This comes out like in a week or two. On and Netflix. this will be a straight to yeah. It's a Netflix. Yeah. There was another one that we missed, the Gal Gadot movie. A Heart of Stone. Yeah, it maybe. Awful. It does look awful. I watched that. Okay. I don't, me and Dawson actually to. had a discussion last night uh, at dinner yeah. um, about how gorgeous. Not a good actress. Yeah. What was the movie that kind of like got her break outside of, I mean, Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, but whatever, I don't know what it was that got that. her to Wonder Woman. She was in, mm. uh, I don't know. Was it Red Notice? No, that was after Wonder Woman. No, I know, but like that was the, that was the most recent Netflix movie that yes. she's been in. That was terrible. Yes, she has a very brief scene in Fast X. It's not good. Oh, yeah. It's Anyways, They Called Tyrone, definitely going to be a must-watch. You had a, an assignment, though, for me, homework. You got to watch Sorry to Bother You before okay. you watch this. Um, right. I think that would be a fantastic pairing. So um, Understood. See them horse dicks, baby. If you've seen the film, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> uh, probably the last you see of Army Hammer, too. Ooh. He's one of the veins in that. Now, that grant's an older film, 2018. He's been in stuff since. But yeah. every time I get on my TV, I see House of Hammer pop up, that documentary. Mm. He's going to be, he will be back in movies. I, I would almost put money on it. Kevin Spacey made a comment. I should have put this in the news. What? Kevin Spacey made a statement about all his allegations saying that in 10 years, they won't matter. Uh, see, <laughs> what's going to make it matter is saying stuff like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, yeah, these accusations you raped in 10 years, they won't care. Like, okay. Uh, well, you were found guilty, so, you know. Yeah, Louis uh, C.K. would probably agree with you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next trailer, uh, a little more lighthearted, is yeah. Elio. Uh, this is, to me, a potential return to form for Disney. So, yeah. as a news story, I'll tie in. We have some stuff to talk about Elemental, so I'll circle back to this point later. Yeah. But this movie, at first, like, because I watched the trailer here for the first time, I was like, nah, this, this feels like Mars Needs Moms or something like that. I'm not here for this. Another Disney flop. Then as it kept going, I was getting some Lilo and Stitch vibes. I was getting some record Ra- or Ralph Breaks the Internet vibes. I was yep. getting a lot of some of my, kind of some underrated Disney gems in there uh, and some also classic things. Big Hero 6 a little bit and obviously some Mars yeah, Needs producer, Moms stuff. The, no, that's the, that's the next oh, one. Oh, it's the next one. Oh, yeah, so uh, Mars Needs Moms vibes here right. too. Um, I'm very intrigued with Elio. It takes place. His mom works like this little boy, Elio. His mom works like, you know, national security, whatever. And these aliens are trying to contact Earth, asking who their leader is. And the son FaceTimes. She answers. And, you know, they somehow the transmissions get swapped and they think this little boy is the leader of Earth. So he goes up and there and there you go. There's your hijinks. There's your plot of the film. Simple, yeah. but it looks like it's done well. Yeah. Uh, comes out soon. Uh, spring, I think. Oh, that's probably spring next year, obviously, because we're done with spring. Yeah. Now. So next spring, um, this looks really good. I, I, Elio is the first Disney Pixar thing I've seen come out in a while. That's got me like, oh, hey, I, this looks like something I'll enjoy. Raya didn't do that for me. Luca didn't do really? that for me. Now I liked Raya. Yeah. I liked Luca. But I I'm liked talking Luca like just more based than on, Raya. I did too. Just, yeah, yeah. just based on trailers. Yeah. You know, 
from from like a, just a personal hype standpoint, it wasn't Riot, wasn't Luca, wasn't Turning Red, it wasn't uh, the newest one, Elemental. Um, there's one more big one that they've released since then. I'm not the one for, one for the Disney stuff, so I'm not I either. Be able to tell well, you. I am, but I don't remember what yeah. it was. Oh, Encanto. Now, Encanto did hit for me. Encanto did. Loved Encanto. Yeah. Uh, so basically, maybe from since Encanto. But I don't think I was overly hyped for Encanto either. I thought it looked fine. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, LEO looks really good. This will be a opening weekend for me kind of thing. Try to yep. see it with Abby um, and see him. Violet will be, you know, two, two and a half. Maybe, maybe her first movie. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, I'm... I probably will watch this if Caitlin wants to watch it. Caitlin's um, a Disney fan. So. Yes, she is. Um, it's just uh, it didn't it didn't really scratch an itch for me. Didn't pique an interest for me. So it'll be. You know what's piqued an interest for Violet? You and Caitlin. I know. You're you're starting to get overshadowed by Kate Caitlin. She's, or sometimes she calls her Carolyn. Carolyn. <laughs> she's saying Caitlin, but it sounds like Carolyn. Yeah. It cracks me up. But yeah, uh, Caitlin's one of her new favorites. We're glad now. to have fans. Yes, it's nice. Um, but yeah, Elio. I'm in. JP's te- tepid. We'll see. Um, yeah. One movie that JP is not. I'll let him lead with it. Uh, the next uh, one. He is less than tepid, and I'm I'm more. Yeah. Tepid. So, Nimona is another Netflix release. Um, mm-hmm. June thirtieth. This one comes out soon. It is an animated um, movie. I'm from, not entirely. This is the one from the writers of Big Hero yeah, Six so, and Monsters University. Yes, the writers of Big. Yes, all that. Um, the only thing is the animation style is is kind of weird. So it, it it is a um a girl with superpowers that can transform in, in like a beast boy like a beast, beast boy. Yeah. Yes, yes. Except she's pink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she wants to be a villain though, and so she has found this bad guy, this wanted man that she has decided she wants to be a sidekick. And he turns out not to be such a villain. After yes. All. Um, and so yeah, it's it's interesting. The story might be great. The animation style though, you have to see the trailer to fully understand. Um, if you watch anime, um, RG, um, oh, Ruby. Yes. I'm not an anime person, but I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. But that animation style though, this gives me another Netflix animation thing that came out, uh, arcane. Yes. Arcane meets Prince of Egypt. uh, Arcane is not this though. A little similar. Arcane is more video game like yeah. this gives me youtube video you put in front of your toddler's face yeah i could see that like it there is a there's a there is a, a subgroup of people that really dig this animation and there are i think there's aspects of it that are probably creative but i think for a kids movie it doesn't push it doesn't push the envelope like a puss and boots probably does oh no no this feels like like i said this feels like a Prince of Egypt, Road to El Dorado, Spirit, those yeah. with like three extra shades on them. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, see when that, they move, there's like that outline. You can see like the yeah. outlines all over them. So it's like basically those old movies just with a splash of Into the Spider-Verse on there. Mm-hmm. But see, not, me, not in a compliment to way. To me, it really. felt flat. Like, yeah. there, there wasn't enough depth to it. The animation style is in a seller point for me, for yeah. sure. The story, though. Story looks promising. I think I could be I here for it. So uh, so we'll see where I am with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Basically, you got Beast Boy and Deadpool teaming up together, and <laughs> yeah, uh, they're going to find his gay lover. Yeah, who's like a paladin who uh, who turned on him, I think. Yeah, yeah, ratted him out. So we'll see. We'll see yeah. how we go with that. I'll watch this though. It's a Netflix. I'll give it a go. Although I just I got hit by the Netflix. Me and Abby went to go try to log in, and it says you are not. This TV's not part of your household. Oh my gosh! It finally happened. So you finally caved. Nope. No. Nope. LM baby. LM. 
<laughs> I, Dawson finally caved. Good. And got a Chinese virus on his phone. What? He said every time he ever since I think he I should have given him the rules. Don't you just stream. You don't download. Yeah. He must have downloaded because he said every time he goes to use his card digitally now, a Chinese card automatically pops in. It oh says my, China China Bank or oh China my, Pay. Oh my God. I said, well, use it next time. You know, is that rain? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I said, if it's if you got the Bank of China's card, might as well see if it's gonna pay for your food. Bro. But I didn't ask him if he tried to download it. I just let him have it. You That's know? rough. Yeah, I was like, I've used it hundreds of times. <laughs> yeah. never had an issue, but I also don't download it. Either that or just get you a VPN. Well, he, he's using DuckDuckGo, which is what I use. Oh, man, it's rough. All right, yeah. next movie. Um, next movie is Landscape with Invisible Hand. This which, is it, wait, is it hands or hand? I thought it was just hand. Hand. I yeah. said hand. Okay, I thought you said hands, which makes no. more sense. Landscape with Invisible Hand makes me not feel so right. I feel like I it's think, missing yeah, words. It's part of it. And I don't like that. Yeah, so this movie is about a uh earth couple. Yes, an earth couple. Interracial in high, high school. school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're in high, high school. school. Okay. Um, you know, and they develop a relationship. Um the the catch is they are streaming their relationship mm-hmm. via I guess some kind of little It's like holy crap that gave me a little jump there I saw the lightning (laughs) I was expecting the thunder but I really hope that came through yeah that's I mean there's like there's like hardly any clouds in the sky too I know I saw earlier before the sun was going down a little darker over there but I didn't think anything of it like it straight up lightning through the sky it sounded like it struck the neighbor's house dude that wasn't I'm I'm surprised we have power my nipples are hard right now (laughs) (laughs) that's a defense mechanism you and, can move too, because you might get wet over there. Who knows? I don't think it's going to rain that bad. But no, I think I'll be. I mean, so, if I start getting wet, I'll let you know. Back to the invisible hand, though. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's like the best way I know to describe it, like these little ne- the devices they have on their heads, kind of look like the Amazon show peripheral that uh, is Chloe Grace Mortez yeah. is in. It's like this little thing that goes around your forehead or whatever, and you can stream with, yeah. and you know. So basically, there's this invisible, this alien race that's watching Earth, but they know about them. Like they communicate with us. Yeah. And like the most rare thing they can see is that they don't, they can't, their race can't experience is real love. Yeah. So, you know, these two high school couples are faking love for money. Because yes. the more streams you get, basically you get. It's um, basically only fans for love. Yes. Yeah. So these high schoolers are exploiting it and. They call know, them out on it. Finally, after, you know, they've like become what it sounds like the top only fans contributors, right? Yeah. Uh, the like head of the alien race is like, Hey, we know you're not in love anymore. You've been faking it. You either have to repay what you've earned or your, your family's going to be in debt to us for six generations. Uh, so they decide they're going to rekindle their love. And it looks like a mixture of a pretty decent sci-fi slash coming of age. Yeah. Sci-fi romance. Yeah. And Tiffany Haddish is in it. I'm hit and miss with her stuff, but this looks like it could work for me. I'm, I think uh, Landscape with the Invisible Hand is going to be one or two things. This is either going to be a four to five star movie for yeah. me or a two star movie yeah, for me. I'm, I don't see me settling somewhere in that three, three and a half ballpark for this one. I probably fall in line with you on that. Some of the animation or the CGI looks a little wonky. Um, Which but, can be forgivable if it's like an in, like a Marcel in the shell. Like, yes. It, it, and if way. you play into it kind of like like this is obviously not a, a realistic world mm-hmm. so it's 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 kind of believable this would happen or not it point being the uh if the story is is there 
Um, you can overlook that. Um, Rye Lane was another kind of like yeah. undersold really kind of rom-com. I, I liked it. And this kind of gives me that same vibe when you throw in the coming of age type feel to mm-hmm. it. That's um, a, that's a oh, I say budding. It's not budding because it's been coming of age has been a genre for a long time. But like, I feel like that coming of age yeah, is having you, a huge uptick you're lately. More like stories like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge. Uh, but no, uh, it, Landscape with the Invisible Hand is very much, I thought I was getting wet. I'm not. Yeah. But it might, wind might blow a little yeah. bit. No. But yeah, uh, Landscape with the Invisible Hand, I'm very much here for. Nice. So uh, that brings us to our last one, which is Shortcomings. Uh, this is a Randall Park, his first, is this his directorial debut, which yeah. I'm a Randall Park guy. I yeah. think for sure you are too. So, you know, this is a, also a, Eh, this isn't a coming-of-age story. No, this is just a rom-com. Yeah. Uh, takes place uh, as an Asian-American couple um, are basically on the brink of breakup or breaking They've up been or whatever. together for and a long time. They're taking a break. Yeah. Um, and is it his sister? I'm not... No. It's not a real legit... Maybe it's his best friend who's gay. Yes. She's definitely gay. I yeah, could, because I he's, introduced, he's introduced later on right, as, as the secret lover. lover. Yeah, to yeah. the family. Yeah, that's right. Good call. Yeah. Um so he's trying to find love, which you get a shocking Debbie Ryan appearance yeah. here. I was like, you, you said it before the trailer, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I didn't written register with me till midway through. Like, oh, hey, I see what he's saying now. Yep. Uh, that's his new love interest. Um, and it's him trying to rediscover himself and find love. That's kind of outside of what is expected of him and yeah. kind of like what he wants and how he wants it. And all the, all the while, his the subplot is his best friend is also gay and he's trying to help her come to acceptance with their family and all that kind of stuff too yeah so. this is another one like gray lane that is kind of you know it, it's it's a love story with a little bit of culture on top and you get a, a look into you know an asian american lifestyle and kind of how you handle your relationships how they factor in your your walk with your family um and it's i think you know looks looks into stories like that are always you know entertaining and and uh worth it i wasn't expecting the thank jesus line yeah they gave me a tickle but uh yeah no as as a whole this was shortcomings <laughs> was not shortcoming for me i had a i had a really good time with this trailer um this looks like it's going to be a big year for asian american comedies too yeah or not just comedies like past lives i chose that for one of my oscar nominations this year and it looks like i'm shaping up to be right on that yep. uh, it's playing in select theaters right now coming across more uh shortcomings uh you have joyride which is the comedy that's coming out uh with stephanie sue and uh can't remember who else all else is in it but i saw a trailer for it again today yeah. um joyride looks really good so i'm glad to see some other rep- uh you know representation in big ho- big cinema so yeah. that'll be a plus and shortcomings looks like one that i'll enjoy so uh overall this is a very like i said there were 27 something trailers that were released. I'm not. I'm not getting wet. I, I mean, keep, I keep repositioning. I'm not get, getting wet. I feel like, like I'm getting wet. It bounces like yeah. it's Like I keep filling my shirt. My shirt's not wet. Well, it looks like it's gonna rain for like another ten minutes and it'll stop. Yeah. So it's it's fine. And if you can hear the rain, yeah, I know you can't hear it loud because that air, right, your air conditioning unit. I know. It's just nice ASMR in the background. Yeah. You know? It's it's real relaxing. So, um, yeah, good trailers this week, and we left some other ones out. Like Gal Gadot has a new one, Heart of Stone. Looks awful. awful. So we saved you the conversation. That's around. another That's Netflix. One, Which um, Netflix is getting, I feel like, is getting better with some of their stuff. Yeah. But I'm not, the hardest on ain't going to be th- one of those. It goes without saying, too, I don't see it in the news, but Netflix had their to little, like, 
um, their conference or whatever that they yeah. whatever you would call it uh, showcase I guess actually the word yeah um, basically their D, D their D23 their yeah Disney yeah thing, where yeah. they've been releasing everything uh, there's all kinds of live actions stuff coming out yep. now and it's the One Piece trailer looks terrible yeah I didn't put that in there but like I don't know anything about One Piece outside of like what the characters look like yeah that trailer made me want to vomit yeah it's it's a rough it's a it's a rough and one piece is also fans. like the longest gestated yep. anime out there yep like the, one, I, the lady the girl I still who does keep my up tattoo is a one piece kind of yeah. likes one piece but she said just skip the first 200 episodes i was like excuse me no <laughs> i mean i could understand it's kind of like clone wars like 200 you, episodes i was like are you joking she goes no yeah there there are over a thousand yeah i thought she was joking she said no. skip the first couple hundred episodes I was like what it is it is one of the best storytelling like i mean it it, it is fascinating how much have you watched one piece i've read it oh i read it is it an ongoing manga yeah manga 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 whatever manga. potato potato man. do you remember zanga zanga do you do you really that what the yeah. before myspace you had zanga no wait do i not it was a social media no i didn't oh that was I great i barely even did like AOL. I didn't have AOL. Oh, you didn't? No, that was before me. MSN Messenger and Zanga were well, my Well, MSN ones. Messenger, like, that's AOL. Oh, I thought that was MSN. Is it? I thought you had, uh, I don't know. I was a kid. Me my parents too. let me have it. Yeah, same. Uh, anyway, that brings us to what we've been watching. Yeah. Uh, which you haven't been watching very much. Which I guess now that you've we added- We watched the same amount of stuff. The actual same amount of stuff. I guess it's because when I was filling this out earlier, you didn't have anything, and I'd only yeah. seen Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. when I was filling this out. Um, to be so, fair, I had watched half of Lost Ark before I finished it. Last week, yes. we, t- we touched on it, <laughs> so you just finished it. So I'll let you start with that. Yeah. Uh, start with start with Raiders. Yeah, so we, so me and Caitlin watched Raiders of the Lost Ark um, with a group of friends. Um, they were wanting to get back into it before Dial Destiny that comes out Is soon. Is that the first one, Raiders? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm going to do that. We have Dial of Destiny doesn't come out this week, comes out yeah. next week. So I'm going to do Indiana Jones at some yeah. point. So um, it was just, a, it was amazing to see Spielberg like take, like we, we talked about this when we re- reviewed uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Like George Lucas is a visionary, but sometimes lacks the ability to execute. Yeah. Spielberg is the absolute pinnacle of like execution sometimes yeah. like with the right source material i feel like yeah um yeah it, it's awesome seeing him with harrison ford uh ford kind of has that spielberg sense of humor mm-hmm. um the i forget the actual um the 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 woman in it i forget her name but the love interest in this movie was the only thing that like keeps it. I I think I rated it five stars, but you did. I did. Um, but I'm overlooking that performance, not because it's a bad performance. I just don't think there's a lot of, um, a lot of meat there for it. It didn't really, a lot of times it didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but that does not distract from, or doesn't pull away from just the genius that is Indiana Jones. So it holds up them. Absolutely. I, I, so I watched all the Indiana Jones yeah. movies as an adult. I not I didn't grow up watching them. My dad liked them. I just, I, I just never watched. I them. forgot how gory they were. 
Like they're gruesome. So I'm excited. Yeah. Because um, uh, I at the last time I watched them was my sophomore year in high school. Yeah. Well, so I wasn't an adult, but that's the last time I watched them and the first time I watched them. Yeah. Because like Dawson was asking me last night, aren't you excited for Dial of Destiny? I said, I wouldn't say I'm excited. He goes, what? I was like, yeah. I don't have the nostalgia for Indiana Jones. I enjoyed the one time I've seen the movies, but like if I didn't grow up with them, you know, yeah. it's just kind of one of those things like... It, do I want to see it? Yes, but is that excitement? No, it's a difference. I love Harrison Ford. Yeah, uh, so I like to watch anything he's in, and may, maybe you know after a week this week, and I watch all the Indiana Jones movies, I will be more excited. Yeah, I think I think the story, the stories are what make those movies. It's not the the adventure is one thing, or not the adventure like that. The action is one thing, but the world that they kind of put you in, this yeah. whole idea of. Is this you the know, one with the rolling ball or is that Temple of Doom? Yes. Yeah. This is the rolling ball? Yeah. Ro- I mean, it's got all the iconic stuff. The, which which the snakes, uh, treasure are they going for? Uh, the Ark. Raiders oh. of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and how they kind of how they kind of play into the Ark, like what it's for, why Hitler would want the Ark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, is this it's, the one where he gets Hitler's autograph? Yes. Yeah. Coming right on his forehead. Um, Wait. No, I'm doesn't get Hitler's autograph. What are you what are you referencing? Cuz you're referencing something, aren't you? From Indiana Jones. No. Where he's in the crowd bouncing into it, he turns around and Hitler's right there and he no. has a book and Hitler signs it for him. No. And... Okay. No. Huh. Hitler's not in this one. That's so sad. I've only seen him once. Yeah. No, it, it it's good though. You see some Nazis getting killed. Is Mads Mikkelsen in this one? No. <laughs> no, but there is a Nazi monkey. Yeah, just wait, just wait for yeah. that. Just wait for that. Just got what he deserved. Yeah, I'll I'll watch him this week, so that'll be a good discussion going into next week's. Yeah, ne- next week's uh, anticipation. Visual for the effects, show. like practical effects, great. Actually, instead of we won't talk about any more Indiana Jones between now, okay, and when we see Indiana Jones, sure, Dial of Destiny, yeah, that can be our topic for the next week is Indiana Jones, just yeah. as a character, because I'll come off watching it, and you know we'll we'll be good to go from there. Okay. All right, so I'll do one. Unless you have any more thoughts, I know it's just like a no. quick hey, I Raiders watched of the Lost it. Ark, top five. Like it is it is a five top star movie, not top five, but oh. it is a five star movie. Okay. Um, you want me to do the Flash or the Blackening first? I think you should do the Flash. Okay. I am not a subscriber to f- superhero fatigue as a whole. Yeah. I am a nerd, 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 nerd. So I'm gonna find an enjoyment out of almost any superhero film. If I rate a film, if I rate a superhero film under four stars, that means it failed me somewhere along the way. But that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. I've never seen a superhero film, a modern superhero film, basically since 2000 and probably since I even like Brandon Ralph's Superman movie back in the day with freaking Kevin Spacey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, as Lex Luthor. So you have to go back a long time to find a superhero film I don't like. So I gave Flash three and a half stars. That's rough. But it's not saying I didn't enjoy it. I I gave Shazam three and a half stars. I gave Black Adam three and a half stars. And I gave The Flash three and a half stars. They're all very much the same. I rate them that because was I did I enjoy myself from beginning to end? Yeah, mostly. Was the action kind of fun? Yeah, I had a pretty good time with it. Do they do fan service? Yeah, I I like fan service. I know a lot of people don't. I think fan service is cool. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to give huge, huge spoiler alert right now. Big spoiler. Jump ahead 10 minutes. Big spoiler. Nicholas Cage is worth a half star alone. The whole meta appearance here. So for those of you who don't know, and I was spoiled on this going into it. I'm a little pissed about it. Yeah. So that's why I just try to, if you haven't, it's all over Twitter and Facebook. So like if you're on any of those things, probably there, TikTok there, there too. Was, there was more than that. I mean, the, 
Yeah, the other ones didn't do anything for me though. But, Nicholas Cage drop would have dropped my jaw. If yeah. I would have saw that. The other ones I'd be like, oh hey, that's cool. Yeah, so Nicholas Cage was almost Superman to the point that he did test screenings in he, the Superman he was fitted, suit. He was fitted for the suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and those were like, you know, famous pictures. Everybody, if you're a Nicholas Cage fan or really a superhero fan at all, you kind of know those. Well, at one point in the Chrono Bowl where the Flash is running him and Barry and Barry are running through time and they see all these worlds about to, you know, Flashpoint, you know, collide into each other. It shows one of the Supermans of the world and he's got long black hair. He's fighting this giant super spider. Yeah. Uh, and turns around and it's Nick Cage with his long black hair and a Superman suit. And I was like, oh, shoot, bro. Yeah. What? Uh, which was still neat, even though I knew it was coming. But if I wouldn't have known and it turned around and it was Nick Cage, I would have fell out of my seat. <laughs> um, so that was almost worth a half star alone in and of itself. Um, I don't know how I feel about Ezra Miller. We'll get to him in a minute. Michael Keaton was fantastic in this yeah, movie. That was. Um, it didn't have quite the pop that I wish they wouldn't have marketed Keaton. Well, so that was something I heard because uh, I haven't seen the movie. I probably will not see it until it becomes easier, I don't blame you. easily I, I accessible for me. Unless you're just like a you like all superhero movies, yeah. no matter what kind of like me, I wouldn't recommend seeing this in theaters if you're just like passive on the yeah. superhero films. Well, and that's but that's the thing too. If if the CGI was bad in the movie theater, it's gonna look terrible on a TV. Yeah, it, but I actually think the Flash gets away with this. Okay, a lot of people were crapping on the CGI, and I understand why. Yeah. But the way they animate it, they set the tone when when Barry's running through time. Yes. In a very distorted, yeah, yeah. cartoon, <laughs> well, it's, purposely like almost like a TV static appearance, almost yeah. like so. That didn't bother me. I know a lot of people are posting those pictures of those people. I'm like, yeah, but in the context of the film, it actually kind of that works. is that is supposed to be uncertainty, like in you know the Flash in Flashpoint or whatever yeah. it is. Um, the speed force or whatever um that's supposed to be uncertainty like it's nothing's written in stone and then but my point being i have not seen it but i've heard discussions on it so i will just kind of echo some of the stuff yeah. that i've heard that makes sense why i'm not interested in seeing yeah. this you don't you don't if you want this movie to be a success if you're not worried about your star like putting people in the seats you don't reveal that michael keaton uh drop like you save that because I mean, we've seen what that has done for other movies. Yeah, and so I think overall, people were freaking out as far as are people going to be interested in this, and they threw everything out there that they could to get people there because they knew it would get them there, and they would just deal with deal with it. Which comes back to the real issues that these these studios are only worried about money. Mm-hmm. Um, and DC has a crisis. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, even though of course. Peter Saffron and, you know, uh, David Zaslav. James Gunn or whatever aren't going to yeah. say, oh, I hate this movie. You know what I mean? But this is before they were there. Yeah. They're going to sing the praises of it like they did with Shazam, like they did with Black Adam, you know, whatever. Go see <sighs> this they movie. They even got Tom Cruise to. Yeah. This movie is not good it's, as a film itself, but I get why they had to do Michael Keaton because if they didn't, I think they knew. I'm not sure it was the director's idea. I think it was probably like James Gunn's like, Y'all got to tell them Michael Keaton's in this no, movie. No, it was before James Gunn was okay. announced. Because like if he's it, not, it has been a long time since. There's Michael nothing. Keaton. There's no other draw to this movie. Really. Yeah, um, it's not Ezra Miller. It's no. Michael Keaton. He's the best part of this film. And Sasha Callis. Yep. Supergirl. Yeah. She's great. I yeah, hope they keep her. Around. The other critique was like, don't even have Batman in there, or like, don't even like. You didn't need Supergirl. Yeah, like I, you could I have. Agree. You could have done a whole standalone with Supergirl 
mm-hmm. and and it would have worked out. It wouldn't be probably the success that you're wanting, but it would still probably be probably generate good storytelling. Yeah, and you know that's I think that's all DC needs, man. It's commitment to story and build the world out like you like you want, which I think is going to be James Gunn's mission. Yeah, we, we've seen his MCU timeline, yeah. you know, and uh, we just got to get through Blue Beetle. That's it. That's the last one before Bro. he was there. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes with that. Well, Aquaman too. That one's there too, but I forgot about that lost kingdom. We got those two left, but more Amber heard as, as a whole though, with the flash, like I said, like Michael Keaton's fantastic. I would sign me up for 10 more Batman's of Michael Keaton somehow. Yeah. Great. There's a fantastic George Clooney cameo at the end is Bruce Wayne. That's awesome. Do you not know this? No, this is great. So at the end of the film after it's flashpoint, I'm not going to go and explain what flashpoint or crisis on infinite earth looks like. If you don't know that you don't care at this point. So that, that's the plot line of this film. You know, Barry goes back to save his mom interacts with his self before he gets powers. And do you get two Ezra Miller's the whole film, um, which is obnoxious. And like, for some reason, Barry, the 18 year old Barry, who just gets his power (laughs) laughs like this the whole time. It's, awful that almost flew in your ear um that yeah what ezra miller was just whatever in this film um but the george clinton so at the end of the film after they get everything back right in the world all this stuff is set um he gets his dad exonerated from prison yeah. um because instead of going back and saving his mom he does one small ripple and changes where the tomatoes are so to prove his alibi he was that because in the this film his dad was at the supermarket getting tomato sauce. Yeah. Um, so he moved them to the top shelf so he would look up at the camera. So that's what he changed in the past. Well, so his dad gets off and then when he gets out of court, you know, Ezra or, you know, Barry Allen is, gets his date with Iris West. Everything is looking well. And Bruce calls and it sounds just like Ben Affleck, who is also fantastic for the five minutes we get him in the film at the beginning of the film. Um, and it sounds just like Ben Affleck on the phone and he pulls up in the exact same Mercedes that Ben Affleck was driving in his earth. And he's like, Hey Barry, I need to talk to you. And he's like, I'm outside the courthouse. My dad, he said, I just heard congratulations. I'm pulling up to the courthouse. Uh, give me a minute. So you see who I assumed it was going to be Ben Affleck too. Well, out of this car comes George Clooney. And he's like, who are you? He goes, you mean me, Bruce? He goes, you're not my Bruce. And he's like, what? I was like, Oh, wow. (laughs) And he had these super hard nipples. Okay. That was a joke because his was the first bat suit that had yes. nipples. But no, uh, but that that uh, George Clooney at the end so was a they, big stinger. So they, it wasn't a stinger; it was a purge of the old Batman. Basically, yes. uh, <laughs> it was like we're done. Well, it's also, I mean, I'm assuming he can still access the Speed Force. He's yeah stuck in the wrong Earth. No, there it, it's a subtle message. It feels like though. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Christian Bell wasn't in it, and Robert Pattinson wasn't in it. Yeah, but you had my, and neither was Val Kilmer, obviously. Well, but, I think. Well, yeah, that that makes sense. Okay, sorry. So you well, had two Val Kilmer. Well, you had three. You had Ben Affleck, George Clooney, and yeah. uh, Michael Keaton. I can't believe, like, I was listening to someone else talk about Batman, and how, like, all these superheroes, like all these big name actors, can play these superhero roles, but it's it's overall not as interesting there's there's more concern for like why would a person want to play that role but when somebody signs up to be batman 
the mother effing Batman. Mm-hmm. It's like we're locked in. It's like, oh, this is this is the biggest career. It's like people I feel like now Iron Man, Tony Stark could be that too. Uh, after no, Robert Downey Jr. But it, it is like the biggest character study. Yeah. It's like someone playing Hamlet. It's like, how is this person gonna portray yeah. this figure that I've that you know all through literature? Um and I'm for it. I don't know if Iron Man could be that. I think it could now. After yeah. after what Robert Downey Jr. did, whenever we get a new Iron Man, but cast, again, I don't think it's I don't think it's the portrayal of I don't think it's Robert. You think Downey it's just Jr. Robert Downey Jr. did so well? It's just yes. Is going to have to just yeah the 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 backstory behind okay, the character they're portraying has to have so much depth. Where Batman has all that you know all mm-hmm. those layers. Um, and yeah, that, and, that, and that's the thing. Like every single portrayal of Batman have these different, um, you know, different highlighted uh, things about them that are are that we all love. I need to look up what else Anthony Machete has directed. Anthony um, Machete, it. Andy Machete, yeah. Uh, because it, and he just uh, signed on for another movie. Yeah, unfortunately, he's doing Batman: The Brave and the Bold, which is oh, a yeah. James Gunn. Well, I mean. So didn't he come onto the Flash late though? He did. So I mean, because I want to be honest, I found this movie to be because he's in it as a stupid cameo. I did not enjoy. Uh, um, I just found him this movie to be a little pretentious um, yeah. as a whole from a directing standpoint. Actually, yeah. my to Michael Shannon's point, when we discussed last week, he found it this role, this whole film, to be under. Not satisfying, not gratifying roles as just like someone playing with toys, which is a shot at the director, obviously. And this film felt like that. Yeah. It felt like a bunch of people playing with their toys. I don't look at that as a director's issue. I think that's a producer issue to where producers are pushing like we have to we have to create intrigue and and draw people to the to seats. And you you have all the spending power to pull people in and and you know, mm-hmm. make something happen. And then it's up to the director to, to make we'll sense out of all find this. that out and brave in the bold. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, we doing it and doing mama and he's known for horror stuff. Yeah. You know, we'll see what he does with James. Gunn's yeah, Cause that's direction. a pretty deep story. Line. Like, yeah. So, yeah. and hopefully James Gunn sees something there, but yeah, as a whole, the flash, I would say, unless you're just a diehard, diehard superhero fan, you skip it and wait for it to stream. Um, it's, it's, it's just fine. Uh, there's some fun to be had, some nice cameos, some good jokes, yeah. but uh, as a whole, it's just it was just okay. And I found Ezra Miller to be overly grating. Not, and I think actually before all the, con- I think he's a good actor. I just don't like him in this role personally. I think he does too much. I think Ezra Miller's done. I mean, he's got a cult in Norway. So. Perks of being a wallflower was was good. I actually liked him in um the Harry Potter, Grindelwald stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I can't remember what his name was, but I thought his character was pretty intense. Interesting yeah, there. I think I remember wanting to know more about the character. Yeah, like I did highlight it. Interesting. Um, so yeah, that's the Flash. That's another one. Um, talk about you know raising back dead IP. Uh, Transformers: mm-hmm. Rise of the Beast. I finally watched that. It? Yeah, I yeah. saw it Father's Day uh, with my father-in-law and family. What Caitlin think um, of it? Caitlin surprisingly was uh, realistic in her you know liking of it. Um, she didn't love it. Yeah. She recognized that the CGI was kind of wonky at some points. There were some parts that I thought looked really good. Yeah. But anytime it was up close, it was bad. It was bad, bad. I also felt like they didn't use, like the thing that was so awesome about the Michael Bay ones was the explosions were awesome. 
which there was still a touch of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it used those close up transforming moments to like show the intricacy of, the of machines, all that. Yeah. Whereas these were just kind of like fly over, like they're just changing, like whenever he's chained, whenever uh Mirage mm-hmm. changes, whenever he's driving in reverse with uh Noah, yeah, he changes to flip around basically to drive yeah. forward. Um, they didn't even show him, they just showed Noah. And I was like, that just kind of seems like a missed opportunity to flex some, you know, CGI muscle, which they obviously just didn't have. Um, I like the story though. Yeah. I, was, I told Caitlin after, I was like, look, I get ex- like I get existential crisis. Like, I get people lay at bed at night and worry about growing up, getting old, dying. I lay up at night and worry about the ominous threat of Unicron coming to our world and destroying us all. <laughs> I was on pins and needles after you said, you know, I stay up. I was like, what is he about to say? And what am I about to roast him for? But I don't got anything. It's, it's I watched a real a, threat. I watched a video today. Yeah. Of an asteroid. What if an asteroid yeah. 500 millimeters yeah. or meters wide crashed into the Pacific Ocean? You know what we happens? Did. We the did. Whole Earth is dead. Yeah. I thought I was going to say like, hey, here's half who, here's who dies. Mm. No, the whole world engulfs them. Nope. Times. I hope the Transformers are out there. Somebody. The Autobots better roll out, man. I didn't. So here's the thing, too. I I watched it knowing this is a kid's movie. This was a kid's yeah. cartoon turned into mm-hmm. an adult family movie. And the adults who like this, like I discussed, we discussed a week or two ago. Maybe. They are diehards. Like G.I. Joe people. Like they're yeah. old, like our parents' age who yeah. love this stuff. I feel like our generation yeah. missed all the Transformers yeah. stuff, you know? Um, Caitlin, outside of Michael Bay's Transformers Caitlin was confused on storyline like they were all talking like I love I love I love Caitlin's family but they were talking about the whole storyline how does it tie into uh, to all the other ones I was like no it guys this, 10 years before this was no it was a total reboot no this is a total reboot no how so Bumblebee yeah is the oldest they, they have a timeline Bumblebee is the oldest film it's set in like 1980 or something like that this one was set in 1994 yeah the next one is takes place in 2008. Why would Optimus not trust humans then? He does now. He didn't trust them in the beginning. In Sh- Shia LaBeouf's one? Yeah, he did. No. Yes, he did. He was hesitant, but yes, he did. I, so this is the origin of that, like, we don't hate all humans, but we're going to be a little more guarded. I, I just, I refuse to believe it's tied into the... They are. That's stupid. They have some plot holes, but they're there. That is stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, I owe some people some apologies then. Yeah, I did a deep dive on it the other day. So, which is good enough. Good I don't know, though, because maybe Shia LaBeouf can have his, have his comeback. I'm tired. I'm tired of all these, all these movies being connected. You can and, thank the Russo brothers. Why? They did all this. Marvel and the MCU yeah. interconnected everything. Russo now, brothers weren't responsible for that, though. Well, Infinity War and yeah. <laughs> Endgame. Which that's the Russo brothers, and I feel like everything, like that big battle, I feel like almost everything of modern action set pieces are based on Infinity War and Endgame. No, I just, I mean, like, like the stinger at the end, the GI Joe stinger, oh, yeah. like that's a Marvel thing, I swear. And uh, yeah, and that's just as a whole, it works for Marvel. Yeah, and it's it's not a, you know, copy and paste formula for success mm-hmm. overall. And I didn't, I don't know, man. It was it was a hard sell for me. They're like like I was saying, I didn't dislike this movie. I gave it three stars. Mm-hmm. This had two, two and a half written all over for me yeah, going into I it. I mean, I gave it a half star. The first me, act but... of this movie 
was great. Yeah. Peter Dinklage's voice yeah. acting for Scourge was fantastic. That's who that was. Yeah. Fantastic. I didn't realize it. Yep. Um, Tell me Optimus does not sound like Liam Neeson, though. It's a new it's a new Optimus, right? I don't know. I think it's new. Because Caitlin pointed out, I was like, that doesn't sound like him. I don't know. Um, While you talk about it, I'll look at it, though, because I'm not sure. Pete Davidson, though, was interesting. I liked his... There, was, were, moments, there were a little too many jokes, but There as were a whole. moments where it felt like Pete Davidson being Pete Davidson, which I guess is why you cast, cast him to be that character. Um, no, it's the same guy. Peter same Paul. guy? Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad glad to know that. Um, it's good to have some continuity in this movie somehow, even if it's just as simple as voice acting. And I feel like it's like the biggest poetic joke. Do you know who voices Optimus Primal? Is it... Um, don't. No. No. We're going to skip this. Okay. <laughs> Ron, not- per- Ron Perlman, who everybody always says is like, like the he, he hu- does human he, evolution like, he looks like an orangutan yes <laughs> so anyway sorry um <laughs> i gotta tell you something off pod um I mean, that looks like ron perlman it does kind of <laughs> but to be fair any character that ron perlman has ever played as voice acting it has always looked like him yeah Hellboy. they designed they designed the character and they're they're like okay they designed it with ron perlman in mind yes um anyways i was gonna say First act was great in this movie. Um, Pete Davidson, though, was hit and miss. It felt like the charisma that he brought, I got it, like it needed to be funny, but again, it just, it didn't always um, play out. I feel like it it needed to on screen. Um, you could tell like the moments where he's trying to be sincere, it just kind of felt, uh, felt like a limp fish. It's just and he of, didn't use his ability enough. No. For having been such a, having such a neat character, and he yeah. uses it twice, and they're both like random times he uses it, and it was just... I mean, I guess the one that this was Scourge was... Yeah. Proper, but. The, um... Not the Noah character. Not the... What's her name? Not the girl. What's her name? I really liked her, and I, did, I didn't think we got enough. I'm, I'm ready to see her in... Well, she's in a lot of stuff right now. She's... And more stuff coming out. Yeah. Uh, I know she was in... Uh, Dominique Fishback. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Uh, I didn't... I didn't... I didn't dislike any of the human actors. Uh, I'm not overly fond of Anthony Ramos. I um, honestly was watching him as like this... He would have made way more sense of casting... Um, oh, shoot. What What's the Marvel superhero name? Um... The Anthony Mackie was uh, Falcon. Yeah, Falcon, because the because the new Falcon is an Hispanic character, mm-hmm. like, but overall he's someone that has been a secondary uh, movie star that yeah. you know Marvel's kind of trusting this role with, and I think someone like, um, whatever his name is, Anthony Ramos. Have, yes, Ramos. Don't have it in front of me. Um, yeah, I I feel like he he has that kind of charisma for a Marvel movie. Um, some of the lines in this movie, I can't fault them in. They're just they're just bad. Yeah, just bad. So yeah. he's what he's working th- with what he's got. What do you think of the titular the titular titular? No, titular. T i t u l a r. Nice, Mr. Miyagi. Titular, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, not Mr. I was thinking Mr. Magoo too. Uh. What Whatever. Are we talking about? Where he turns into Iron Man, basically. Yeah, it's terrible. He had freaking 
Oh, I get it now. Cause, cause of the brake lights on his stick. Yeah. Well, everything <laughs> was bad. Just, and like it was assembling like Iron Man's does. Yeah. I was waiting for the, I am Iron Man. I would have actually liked it better if they played Iron Man, Ozzy's Iron Man. There, there. were some good, some good music drops. Oh yeah. Re- I agree. Like record drops. Like it was some good stuff. Um, that was one of the things that John kind of made note to. He was like, yeah, that's some, uh, for sermon next week? No, not for oh. him. But like he was, he was like made notes like yeah, some quest love in there. Like I'm not sitting in the damn balcony again this time. You didn't like it up there? No. And we sat in the armpit seat up there too. I feel bad because I saw y'all come in and some some ushers were just standing right there. They didn't even like oh, say no. anything well, to you. And everybody, this is totally off subject. Obviously, in our defense, <laughs> there was like a family checking in their kids, and we had to do oh. first time check in. Yeah, they had like 28 kids. Actually, oh, they yeah. had like eight. Real, the, real apparently, soon. it was like 22 kids and toddlers, which is. Pushing it. it was insane. So we had yeah. to wait for that. Yeah. And then when we went in there, there was a, ne- a family trying to sit. So we were just like, let's just go upstairs. And we did. <laughs> and it was full up there too. So yeah. there were like two seats. Yep. You know what ones are two I'm talking yep. about. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. But that's like You can't people- see anything. Well, yeah, there's that. But no, people just like to come up. People who sit up there like go to the bathroom a lot, yeah. which I realized, and talk a lot. Yep. I don't have a lot of patience for that. So I was like, we're getting there even earlier this week. Yeah. And I'm not, I, we're sitting in the middle. <laughs> Garrett's like, we sit in the front. I said, I'm not sitting in the front. No, you guys I don't do that. I don't sit do that in my own, when I went to my church, I don't sit in the front. My no. dad was a pastor. I'm more of a backseat guy. Yeah. But I'm not anymore. Like I need to sit in the middle. You gotta anyway. sit, you gotta sit where the sound's best, man. Middle. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so Transformers, you liked it. All right. I, I was surprised by how much Did I liked it. Did you see the non Shia Buff ones? Uh, I remember the Mark Wahlberg one. Is this better than that, you think? Uh, they're equal. So it still doesn't capture the magic of the first Michael Bay one? No. Yeah, that first Transformers. I need to rewatch it now because I feel like I hold it in such high regard. This June bug's obsessed with you. It's just hovering right over your head. Dude, I don't like bugs, man. It's on your waist now. Oh, there it is. Anyway, I watched a movie today right before I came over here. Yeah. I watched The Blackening. Please tell us about The Blackening. So the director is Tim Story. Do you know any of the movies he's directed? It's a very interesting. So The Blackening is an all black comedy. Yes. Yeah. And it's a lot of black humor, too. Uh, It, It is scary movie meets black culture. Yes. Um. So I want you, I'm just going to name some of his films that he's directed, okay? That he's written and yeah. directed. The Blackening. Ride Along, which is Kevin Hart and Ice Cube. Pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, Shaft. Okay. Yeah, Shaft, yeah. yeah. Ride Along 2. Yeah. Taxi with Queen Latifah. Think Like a Man. Barbershop. That's a cult classic. Yeah. Um, Think Like a Man 2. Uh, all three of Kevin Hart's stand-ups. And hurricane season with uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, or not uh, from Lawrence Fishburne, Forrest Whitaker, and then he's got three others. The original Fantastic Four. Oh, the original sequel to the Fantastic Four, (laughs) and the Tom and Jerry reboot. That is, those are his top three. Build actually, I had to skip. Wow. So he's returned back to his roots with the blackening. Yeah. Uh, no, when I, mean, I saw the Fantastic Four on here, the Jessica Alba one, I was like, are yeah. you serious? Uh, so, yes. That was that was not that bad. And he also did First Sunday. Yeah. Uh, produced it. 
and uh, co-wrote. So uh, first Sunday is pretty funny. Anyway, um, so the blackening would have, and I, I say this with all due respect, this would have done better with an all-star cast. Like if you would have had Kevin Hart, Ice Cube, Lil Day Ray Howard, Del Ray Howard, uh, Kevin Hart, Cedric the Entertainer, uh, Tiffany Haddish, you know, yeah. some actual, like even like some Chris Tucker. Mike Epps. Yeah, that group of people. That it would have made elevated this movie even further. Um, okay, I think like if you would have got basically the cast of Barbershop or something, put them in this film. Yeah, would have been good. I appreciate that they're pumping new blood into here. Yeah, but this movie would have benefited from some seasoned actors here. But I think with a movie like this, though, you need new blood because this is primed to be a cult classic to some regards, and like doing that is going to create intrigue and a follow for these up and coming actors yeah, and actresses i can see that I, I and i wanted i just couldn't bond with the characters yeah and some of it some of it too is like cultural. humor well yeah. yeah the humor behind that yeah. and can you i can't imagine like some like an ice cube like i don't know it, it, it's just dated you but, know now this would have been good for like specifically like lil Dere howard yeah um eric andre people like that that would have been I could see them in here, but there is the there is a scary movie. I just thought a haunted house and a haunted house too. Yeah, uh, Wayne the Wayans brothers do those. But anyway, uh, so the blackening takes place where this like um, it's so basically think of Get Out meets Ready or Not meets Game Night meets Game Night meets Saw meets Cabin in the Woods. Okay. <laughs> it's like all of those, yeah. which is the point. Like to to the scary the air quotes like the movies, the scary movie one two three four. Yeah. To that point, it's a mashup of all of those kind of movies, and it takes place here. Yeah. Or like that film we talked about on Trailer Roundup like six months ago, uh, Fear, where they all go to that cabin in the woods and they're yeah, like right on their fears. Up. Yeah, it's like that, but a comedy spoof of it, right? And they even make a joke about the sunken place. Uh, oh, wow, get out. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's self-aware, like talking yeah. get-out comments. Um, and the one white guy who's casted in this film is Diedrich B- Bader. Uh, like that's the guy you cast as your yeah yeah I loved it when he was on there it was like and his name is Officer White <laughs> and it, it was it was it was it was pretty great um so this this they come to have this big high school ten year reunion or whatever college reunion actually I think and when they all get there um the two main characters who invited everybody there they die in like the opening minutes of the movie yeah so they're like this big mystery like where are they at where are they at where are they at well they finally open this game room door and they find this very racist Jim Crow kind of game. And uh, really there's this person behind the scenes who's like Saul, you know, pulling the strings and telling them they have to answer all these questions are all very racist. Yeah. Black centered questions, right? Black culture steeped and they have to answer them or somebody dies or like the, they have a video, like all this racist music is playing. Like, I don't know how to describe it. I don't try. Don't try to. (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. Um, It's playing on this like TV and they have like these video cameras showing their people who are missing, being tortured yep. or whatever. So they know it's real and they all got to try to work together. But they, what I like about it, and they make clear in the comments, is they're turning every trope on its head, which was nice, but almost too much after a little bit. Like it became overly predictable yeah. how they were going to react because they were doing everything opposite normal characters do. Yep. So in the plot twist you saw coming a mile away, there's this guy who nobody knew who was invited. And they're like, oh, I kind of remember you. Why did they invite you? Well, guess who he ends up being? Who? The villain. 
<laughs> he's the first to die, and then he ends up being the villain behind the whole yeah. thing because they were mean to him ten years ago. You know, so gotcha. yeah. Um, I said, which I nailed. I the moment he came on screen, everybody realized he didn't get an invite. Like, oh, he's the bad guy here. Yeah, and sure enough, he was. Um, so it was very, very predictable, which is why I bumped it to three stars. Um, because I thought it was too obvious, and I was going to give, I was giving them credit there. Um, but as the comedy for being a white dude, it hit with me. Yeah. Anyway, if you if you like horror movies, you'll enjoy this film because they do a really good job making fun of horror movies, yeah. specifically from a black person perspective. So the humor is actually pretty good. Uh, the story itself is okay, if not predictable. The performances are all okay, but I feel like they were missing that one. I feel like there wasn't a lead in this film, and I know it was an ensemble film, yeah. but I feel like there should be a lead. They wanted, to me, probably Grace Byers, who played Allison. Yeah. Or Melvin Gregg, who There's played... There's always a leader in those scenarios. Yeah, so maybe I could see it. And Jay Farrow is in this film, but he dies yeah. in the first 20 seconds. That's disappointing. Yes. <laughs> so um, the one big name you get dies, he's the yeah. first to die in the first minute of the film. So, you know. It's like your buckle up moment. Yeah. I, I, I would guarantee, because you, again, you saw that in a theater, essentially by yourself. Yes. Watching that with friends, where there's more breaks that you can talk talk during the movie type of thing I, it would probably be more enjoyable yeah like they make so good decisions such good decisions like at one point this door opens and the guy knows he didn't know open it yeah and like he's it's the gay guy the gay black guy he's looking out he's like looking out and i was like oh he's actually gonna go out there and he just immediately slams the door and locks it back like, Mm-mm. <laughs> like they, they do things together and like yeah they have to mention splitting up and the girl throws up after she says it because they know that's like the worst idea ever and like i don't know like they they make fun of all the tropes they do a pretty good job with it but yeah, yeah it's Really ready or night and get out, meet like the cabin in the woods. It's awesome. those are the if it's spoofing a movie, it's spoofing those movies. Um, and it does a pretty good job with it. Uh, obviously, there are some very not so subtle political undertones, yeah, understandably so, yeah. Um, that I could always do without on any film for yeah. the most part. Um, on either side, just yeah, yeah. just I don't care. Uh, well, I don't mean that in a sensitive way, you get what I'm saying. Yes. Like, I don't go to the movie to get preached at in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, I think you can, like, I look at like uh, Nope or Get Out or Us, like Jordan Pills. Those aren't so on the nose. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is what it is. Blackening is fun, and I do recommend seeing it. But like you just said, I was going to say this. This is definitely a film. If you're going to go see it in theaters, maybe have a few drinks beforehand and go see it with some buddies. I think you'll get a lot more yeah. enjoyment out of it. And uh, I would have benefited by seeing this with some black friends too, because yeah. I guarantee you seeing this in a theater also, like, if you were in a theater full of black folks, it would elevate your experience that much more. Yeah. Uh, Cause mine, we all sat in there very quiet. <laughs> nervous laugh, nervous, nervous laugh. laugh, nervous laugh. Yeah. Uh, but that's also kind of the point. I, I think. Get it, too. Yeah. So regardless, I'm glad these kind of movies are coming back. There has been a yeah. hole for these kind of movies that hasn't been filled in a long time. Uh, I'm excited to see this cause we also get no hard feelings coming out next week. Uh, comedies are back. I'm glad to see them, even if they don't all hit with me fully. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, gets, it gets people back in the movies, which yep. is awesome. Uh, why don't you get your mo- your uh, show? Yeah, so I started watching? watching Silo on my break since I actually got food poisoning last Monday. Yeah, after I left here, basically. Um, and I was down for like a day or a day and a half or so. So I started. I watched the first four episodes of Silo. Um, just you, just me. Yeah, yeah. I love it. It's so good. Rebecca and Ferguson, Rebecca Ferguson, man. sneaky hot, dude. Rebecca Ferguson's awesome. Yeah, really good. I am sad Rashida Jones is out. Is she? So far, I so me. I'll be honest. 
I wasn't in on on her performance. I was. Glad, I just love Rashida Jones. I was glad to see her go. Um, the the couple, um, him, uh, her, and the the sheriff who, yeah. who he's that relationship. I didn't see the chemistry. No, I didn't. I think either. individually they're probably good actors. Yeah, but I've seen them together, both separately. yeah, great, together yeah. the chemistry wasn't there, which um, makes sense considering they're together for one episode. Really, yeah, but also I mean, just in a practical sense, it, it kind of you look at it one way of like, oh, that's bad casting, and you look at it another way, oh, it's so in depth casting because these people live in underground together like they have no choice but yeah <laughs> so there, there might not that there, there might not be that much chemistry they're there to procreate yeah um but yeah i'm ready for you to get a little bit further because there's some some good twists I and keep, the reason i'm not binging through it well yeah. i was playing diablo too but yeah um or diablo 4 as well is because i know abby would like this show and i don't want to do what i did with shrinking and blitz through it and then have to go rewatch it immediately after either because these are an hour long episodes where at least shrinking's twenty seven minutes a piece, you know. See, I would, I love to, I love to pre screen. I love to screen everything before I show Caitlin. I do too, to a degree. But like, if I know for a fact Abby's gonna like it, I'd rather stop and watch it with fresh eyes with her for the yeah. first time. Um, I gotta have answers for her because she comes in hot for answers. So why did that happen? Why did they see, go there? I, that's me. Abby's the same way. This yeah. is why I kind of want to just be like, I don't know. I'm watching it for the first time too. I don't get a lot of those moments anymore. Yeah, I so. can't deal with that. I just gotta tell her. Yeah. She she wants answers now. I got to give them to her. Yeah, I I've done that a couple times before, and then it's not a good time when I do that. So it's best if I just it's don't. But no, I'm all in on Silo. I'm very 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 intrigued. The only negative is the Fallout TV series comes out soon, and I feel like this is gonna steal some thunder, like because it's so good and very Fallout Vault esque. It's based off a book, man. No, if, I know. If I, and I've never read the book, but I haven't seen a whole lot of uprising of like pulling away from source material. And so if the book is as well-known and successful as it, it sounds like it is, I don't see the show really falling flat. The only thing, I'm curious, because you, you're four episodes in, yeah. so you, you know about Judicial. Yep. What do you think of Common? So far, he isn't... Like, episode three is his first appearance. Episode yeah. four, he's in it a little more, but not yeah, a ton. Yeah. Okay. Jury's get out. A little, get, a little bit, yep. get a little bit more in and get back with me on it. Because I fall in a... Not sure that again, the casting in this is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I forget his name, but the IT guy that ends up yes. becoming mayor. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, he trying to keep like spoilers him. light on here too, yeah, yeah. because he's, well, it's obviously good, I haven't seen it all, but it's still showing. It's, yeah. We still got two weeks left, but, um, yeah, I really like silo. Very excited to see how this all plays out. Um, Apple TV just continuing to crush the programming. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll hit my last uh, last thing I watched this week. Um, it wasn't The Idol, so this is not two weeks in a row. It's been absolutely terrible reviews. Just want to hit on that again. Just I keep, absolutely people terrible. keep hate sharing video clips, and yeah. I watch them all. Yeah. The one where uh, there's this one I saw. There's this one I saw today. Raising the store, break, looking at like you look at her. Don't you effing look at her? That one? No, not oh. that one. The one where she's looking at him and she goes, "Oh, she looks. She can't." Lily, she's, she's like, I, "I think I know what, what it is about you. You're gay. You're gay." Yeah, I saw that one. And he just like straight face just looks at her. I'm like, "What the heck is actually happening in this?" Yeah, did you see the controversy <laughs> from the week before? Like, stretch that tight little pussy for me. No, he says it so serious with his glasses on. No, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. I was reading, and everybody's like, "How? Who?" This is the cringiest dialogue ever. Yeah. And then everyone's like, you apparently have been with many men. I was like, I've never said that. Oh, you should go try that friend. out. 
I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, so something I did watch in in lieu of all this is uh, the Righteous Gemstones is back. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is surprisingly uh, less crude than what apparently the weekend is saying <laughs> yeah. on TV, which is saying a lot because Judy's something else. Yeah, I'm just so glad this family's back in my life. Mm-hmm. I have that. I have that same feeling when Succession was back. Now it's gone. My in-laws just finished it. You loved know. It. Yes. Oh, Scott and Teresa like it? Oh, yeah. They loved it. Wow. They, well, they said, I guess it's a testament of a good show that I hated every character about the answer for maybe Oh, that's one. what they said? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the point. Yeah. Very insightful people. Mm. Um, So, Righteous Chimpstones, uh, I love how and they they started this mainly last season where you've got your A plot and your B plot. Like, Eli's obviously doing his thing now. Mm. Um, they brought Gideon back. Um, I forget I forget the actor's name, but um, they've brought him back. He's he's playing uh, Eli's driver. Yeah. So they're doing their See. thing where that's where all <laughs> Buck almost got, holy crap. Well, it, it was so loud next yeah. to my ear. I was like, it's like a freaking army. Do they come right it fly for you? Off me? Yes. Because it like landed yeah, no, after I saw no, it. You're, you're good. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's funny because like Eli's uh storyline has all the action. And then um, the siblings, like, it's just all the, it's the, the crap show. Like, it is absolutely crazy. But we get, um, yeah, you got the cast listing up? Pulling up. Um, so they introduced uh, Steve Zahn, who is basically this militant. I forgot um, Jason Schwartzman. Pastor. Jason Schwartzman's in it? I saw the what? thing on Twitter today. As Thaniel Block. Daniel Block must be a new to, character. Yeah, I don't think he's been introduced yet. Uh, that's your Gideon, though. Yes, I could see his face. I just couldn't think of what he. Um, let me see. Because they introduced, I'm, I'm, a, I'm guessing it's um, Eli's uh, sister. Um, but I know the actress is. This is season three. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. Anyways, um, it's it's an actress that has been around for a while. Um, but yeah, so the uh, Eli storyline is, is, is really, I think going to have a whole lot of, uh, Oh, Steven Dorff's in it. Yes. And if you are a country fan, Sergio Simpson makes a little cameo. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Let's see. Steve Zahn, Kristen Johnson. Maybe that's it. Kristen Johnson. Probably. It doesn't give me pictures next to their faces. Whatever. <laughs> but it, it looks awesome. Um, uh, Danny McBride and uh, I forget the Judy's, the Judy actress's name. Gosh, you've got to watch Vice Principals. Eddie Patterson. I haven't seen uh, any. Or Edie Patterson. I haven't seen uh, any Uncle Baby Billy yet. Mm. I'm very hopeful that we will see him at some point. Um, it's got to happen, right? I would think so. Um, anyways, Righteous Jim says back and we're very happy for it. We'll check in with some updates. Yeah, because uh, I'm going to, I got to catch up on that. So I'm excited to watch more of that. Yeah. That brings us to the news. Some of these will be rapid fire. Some of them will be discussion. So let's okay. start with Wes Anderson. And I want to give JP credit here. He does have a note in the notes that says limit to five things. I do. And, and I come in with like 10 every twice week. This. Uh, well, I take screenshots throughout the week. Yeah. So that way I don't have to go searching for news now beforehand. But again, I think part of the news is we want to talk about these things. Yeah. People can go to any social media and get mm-hmm. 
get rapid yeah. fire news stuff. Yeah. We want to talk yeah. about it. So we want to well, share that's our what opinions. I do. So I screenshot throughout the week, which is typically like 50 screenshots or more. Yeah. Then I whittle them down to the best, I think, for discussion. But some of them are more just quick couple of hitters that are just yep. important to know that may not have much conversation. So let's just go ahead and start with um, Asteroid City comes out this week. Uh, show opens up here Thursday yeah. at Maiden. Um, so with that in mind, uh, have you seen all the viral TikTok and Facebook, Twitter, Instagram for, recreations of Wes Anderson, like Lord of the Rings, Wes Anderson, Star Wars, Wes Anderson? Act for months. Yes. So Wes Anderson was finally on the Asteroid City circuit, asked if he's seen these viral TikTok recreations. Nope. Yeah. Wes Anderson seems like someone that's kind of off the grid in a good way. Like he just, you know, he's making art, man. Can't He can't clutter his his creative space, his 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 think tank with that dude is uh out being a savant and uh you know we thank him for that yeah he he said he hadn't seen it and he also thinks it's a good thing he said he not ai is necessarily a good thing but <laughs> yeah. he's just like hey listen if it inspired other people to do stuff that's great but yeah i've never don't seen it don't care yeah know? the the uptick though in some older um wes anderson's i've seen i, I mentioned bottle rocket i watched yeah. it a couple weeks ago um i've seen that mentioned a lot recently um, but that's probably just my algorithm. Just love people, you know, watching it for the first time. But I'm well, excited. It's uh, exciting stuff. I need to see Rushmore. Yeah, Dawson likes Rushmore. A yeah, lot. that's that's Jason Schwartzman's, I think, first um movie with Wes Anderson, which I think it is is one of the best actors in his movies. Wes Anderson movies. Yeah, they, so, they're that's his muse. That's awesome. Uh the the good thing about there well, one thing I also make a point about Wes Anderson with all these recreations is just it just proves that you can't recreate recapture what Wes Anderson does. Yeah. Sure, you can put the color palettes and other things. That's just pastels, basically. You know, there's a lot of things. Uh, but, you know, no one, there's not another, in my opinion, Wes Anderson. No. In the same way, there's not really another Tim Burton. You know, I I think both of those guys have such a unique art style that they're just, you know, kind of in their own, their own category in terms of creativity. So. I mean, we, we will see directors come around and creators that, like, pull from that inspiration. Like, like I, I've mentioned it three times now, so I think we have to go rewatch it now. But Rye Lane, mm-hmm. like that, very much was a Wes Anderson like yeah. movie mm-hmm. um, from camera's perspective, from the the, the line, dialogue, the, the dialogue. Yeah. Like it was, and the pacing of it all. It was a very short, quick movie. Like it's speaking of short and quick, though. I don't know his Wes Anderson's next movie. We talked about last week the yeah. wonderful, uh, wonderful story of Henry Sugar with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. 37 minutes long. Short it's a story short. for Netflix, though. So, kind of to find out, yeah. when this dropped, they did, uh, Wes Anderson said that he's doing a bunch of, what, or I think a handful, it, whatever, of Ronald Dahl yeah. stories I, for Netflix, and they're all shorts. Short I equate form. this to Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Um, it's basically probably just a curated little, like, this but collection I think these stories. are actually going to be Wes Anderson ones. Yes. Though. I don't think these are going to... But it's Del Toro... Oh. Okay, let's do laundry. I just saw the basket <laughs> move. I was like... Yeah. I just watched the blackening. I know what's about to happen. <laughs> um, But yeah, I think... But Del Toro was like the creative behind it. There were other directors and stuff that came in, but... Yeah, I... I need to look at it again. But the way I thought it was, he was just more the presenter and he chose who the directors were to do his right. To do I got gotcha. I think these are all Wes Anderson directed. Obviously, they're Ronald Dahl yeah. written, but I think he directs them all. Awesome. Well, I'm excited. But I wish it wasn't. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch led. 
Wes Anderson feels like I want it to be a feature length. So I'm kind of bummed about that. And I also wonder if that now means that the Michael Cera led one is also going to be for this Ronald Dahl collection of short uh, films. Listen, I, good story. It doesn't matter if it's 30 minutes or two hours. I get it. I just, I don't know. I'm a little, a little sad. A little yeah, sad for me. It's understandable. But um, I am excited. This is the kind of stuff Netflix Netflix needs to do, to, though, to keep up with yeah. the Apple TVs and stuff like that. Lock down people like Wes Anderson to do stuff like this. So good for them. What's also good for, like I mentioned at the end of the Blackening, or talking about the Blackening, it's time for those comedies to come back. We're getting a lot of the things we haven't gotten since the early 2000s. One of them being the new Jennifer Lawrence film, No Hard Feelings, which comes out this week. Um, and on the press circuit for No Hard Feelings, Jennifer Lawrence was asked by Letterboxd, actually, because they get all these red carpet things now, yeah. what her favorite R-rated comedies were. And asked to give her like a top five. Can you guess what they were? No, because I'm, I'm not one to, to know a whole lot of those. Super <laughs> bad. Super bad. Of course. Was the first yeah, one yeah. she said. Ace Ventura was the second wow. one she said. Step Brothers was the third one she said. Animal House, four. The Good Sweetest grief. Thing, five. And then she's like, oh, 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 oh. And my favorite, and now I love Jennifer Lawrence, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Uh, sweet. Um, the sweetest thing. The sweetest thing. I've never heard of that I don't one. know that one either. Yeah. Okay. So, But I gained a lot of respect for Jennifer Lawrence. That's a pretty good list. Yeah. Uh, it also just shows she's also just our age. You know what I mean? It, like, yes. And that she, like, is she very also evident. even being part of the film industry at that time. I mean, that first Hunger Games was coming out around the same time as Superbad. Like, yeah. You know, she was... Sitting there, what loving super bad too. So, uh, good for her. I have some more respect for her, and also some more hope for this. New, not that I didn't have hope for it to begin with, but no hard feelings comes out Thursday, this coming Thursday, and the early screenings that have come out, crushing it. People wow. said it is actually genuinely funny from beginning to end. It brings is reminiscent to like the first American Pie, kind of like how oh, audience man. are feeling yeah. watching it. They said it is hard or raunchy. Yeah. So I'm excited for this. However, after watching The Machine, people said this exact same stuff about The Machine. Really? Yeah. Said, you know, it's like, oh, it's bringing R-rated comedies back and all that stuff, which The Machine was good, but it was more of a more gruesome than it was funny. Yeah. In terms of the R rating, you know, but uh, No Hard Feelings. They showed an extended trailer today in front of the blackening. It looks pretty raunchy raunch so I'm, I'm excited for it I, I think what was, uh, what was the last comedy you watched that was like funny beginning to end game night okay I would say book smart like intentional intention like intentionally funny like there are moments there are down moments where there are, it's seriousness to it but when it's not being serious like it is intentionally funny game night for me yeah I think game night's the last I haven't, I haven't seen game night so oh yeah that's right yeah game, game night's the last movie I think I've seen that made me laugh out loud like a lot. Yeah. Now I rewatched Borat last year and that had me, or maybe yeah. this year had me piss in my pants. You yeah. know, that movie's never not funny. Uh, Jackass forever. If that counts, that one had me laughing this I don't year. Think that counts. Pretty good. No, it's a comedy. I know, but like a, like a, a written comedy. Yeah. So then probably game night, which you need to watch them pretty yeah. soon. It's a good one. I gotta watch that with friends though. You can, no, that's one of those ones you could watch just with. Kate I would rather watch it with time. friends. I like laughing with friends. <laughs> I say it with the most serious face. <laughs> you did. You said that very solemnly. Uh, it's in the same way that this other man says most of his things very solemnly. Harrison Ford uh, said that he secretly enjoys his mainstream roles. I did air quotes mainstream. He didn't say secretly, but um, the story around this one is... Enjoys those checks. Yeah. 
someone asked him why he continues to star in mainstream movies because they were talking about why he gets so pissy sometimes talking about Han Solo and Indiana Jones and his new role in the Thunderbolts. And he said, quote, it's good to bring a positive expression of humanity. That's why I want people to go to the cinemas. You sit in a dark room with people you've never met and you feel a common humanity with them. Okay. So pretty deep, a little more than you get from Harrison Ford a lot of the times. The last clip I saw from him was uh, last night, IGN interviewed him and said, uh, Harrison, if you had the dial of destiny, where would you go right now? He said, home. (laughs) And then there was a really long, like seriously, about three second awkward pause and Harrison Ford's like, I haven't been home in a while. You know, whatever. Uh, man's just man's just tired. Yeah, man's eighty years old. Man, just let him be. Yeah, I, and I, I keep hoping he keeps doing more of this TV kind of stuff. Like I'm ready to see this new venture of Harrison Ford. Let Han Solo die. Let Indy die. Put it to bed. Put to bed sure. your long lost, you know, stuff. So he'll probably do some sort of. Is it Jack Ryan? Close a chapter on Jack Ryan yeah. and all that stuff, and then we're he gets to go do his own things. Just move move on with life. Well, then again, he's jumping into the MCU as Thunderbolt Ross, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll have to see where all that goes. Um. But yeah, I was glad to see Harrison Ford give a little bit of credence to his more his more mainstream roles. Um, Michael Cera made the news. Uh, he said that he almost married Aubrey Plaza. Did you see the story? I have not. I was reading it earlier. And I, I almost interrupted you while you're explaining something. Yeah. So <laughs> Michael Cera, when they were doing Scott Pilgrim versus the World, yeah, him and Aubrey Plaza together almost got married. Quote. This is his quote. We were driving through Vegas. The idea. Oh, I'm missing a word. The idea was to then get a divorce right away so we could call each other my ex-husband and my ex-wife at 20 years old. That's hilarious. But before that, no one was given that context. So when yeah. I first saw this, it was like our, uh, Michael Cera almost married Aubrey Plaza just so he could call her an ex. I was like, that doesn't sound like Michael Cera. And then turns to find out they were both in on it and they almost stopped in Vegas together, got a shotgun wedding just so they could call each other their ex-husband and wife. Yeah. So uh, that seems like a very Michael Cera thing to do. And very Aubrey Plaza thing yeah. to do. So uh, <laughs> it also sounds like a pilot of a probably a TV limited series that's coming soon. So yeah. we'll, we'll see. Um, and kind of a sad, sad little news here because I'm a Disney guy and I hate to see original IPs not do well. This was, this was strictly Pixar though. Yep. Well, Disney owns it's still a Disney yeah, property. But yeah, but the studios though. Yeah. Are... So Elemental released this last week. Yeah. And it is the lowest opening ever for a Pixar movie. That's a low bar. Yeah. Like that's that's bad. And I don't think the movie looked that bad. I mean, like to Abby's point, it does look like inside out. It's bad storytelling, I think. Yeah. It's very, very vague. Um, and that's part of the marketing. People said that the you go see the film, they could have marketed. They said there's a huge father son thing. Yeah. They could have marketed this up for Father's Day and had much better Father's Day weekend stuff. They said whoever's in charge of a lot of the marketing around Disney stuff, Pixar yeah. stuff, yeah. the last couple Been of years, missing it. awful. Yeah, um, it's 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 um, it's just comfort. Like it's a complacency issue. I think. From, well, they're gonna have them. to get shaken out of it pretty quick because they're in third place in terms of polling now in films. Wow. Of animated studio, Illuminations number one. Yeah. Sony Animated Pictures is number two, and DreamWorks is now number three. Disney has fallen to f- uh, fourth overall in, uh, like pop uh, consensus, not nostalgia. Like in terms of the, I think it was like the last five years of releases. Yeah. Rank these top six studios, and Disney was in fourth place. Do you think? Do you think uh, Apple buys Disney? No. That 
If Microsoft can't buy Activision, not ain't no way they're letting Apple on. Not like full hostile takeover, but like a stake in Disney creative. We talked about this a few months ago. We I did? would yeah. Oh. It was one of our news stories that Apple Bob Iger came back and was yeah, yeah. looking to sell Disney to Apple. I thought he was looking to buy. One of the two. Yeah. Something like that. It, it, Bob I, came in ready to spend some dough. I would have been all on board with that and may have been then. But yeah. after watching this I've been watching obviously because yeah. I'm an Xbox game. This Xbox, this Microsoft, it's not Xbox, it's mm-hmm. you know, this Microsoft Activision thing. Yep. Ain't no way our current the Federal Trade Commission is gonna let anything anything like that go by. This is just sixty nine billion dollars. I don't know. A uh a Saudi uh investment company just bought uh the uh PGA stake. I don't know if that's anything to do with that. They didn't buy the whole thing, but it has to do with I don't know if that would have to go do the FTC though. What it- the government goes comes into play with it. Any big because I mean it's a company. Maybe yeah. not the same, but do they I'm, have th- stock. Yeah. Okay. The PGA? I'm pretty sure if they do. The Federal Trade Commission has to do directly with like things that control the stock and can dominate sit different sectors. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I don't know. Well, they're involved in TV. Oh. Go on. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, for it's a I don't see that happening, no. But something's gotta change at Disney because look, I mean, we talked about oh, Elio. That's where I was yeah. going with this. You know, Elio gives me hope that that can be one of the films that kind of writes the ship. I don't have any hope for Wish, which comes out later this year, the Disney film. It's 2D animation, but it's more like Nimona or whatever that other one we talked about. It's kind of that style. Mm-hmm. Well, I just think Disney's kind of got probably arrogant and complacent, and they are now seeing fourth place in a lot of things. And, you know, I, I hope this is a wake-up call for them. I'm sure Elemental's a good movie, but the fact that I went and saw The Blackening over... The new Pixar movie you did, yeah, says a lot. It does so wow, and I, I want to see Elemental, and Abby kind of wants to see Elemental, so we'll see. But I, I hope that this is a wake up call for Disney because the world is a better place, and competition is better when Disney's on top of their game. So I hope Disney kind of shakes things up and kind of innovates things on on their end. So, um, did you watch Squid Game? Never finished it. Squid Game is fantastic. Yeah. I had a great time. I, I mean, Squid I know Game. I know the twist now, so it's not as intriguing. The twist, and it was kind of predictable. Yeah, that twist doesn't really matter in in terms of the gems of the soul. But anyway, Netflix is doing a reality series based on Squid Game. Yeah. Um, Do you know how many contestants are in it? A lot, but it's the largest ever in reality TV. There was some bad press for that one. A lot of injuries. Yeah. But so, guess how many? Just guess how many people are in this. Four hundred. Four hundred fifty-six contestants. What like the movie? Yeah. Or show. Guess what the pod is. Don't they know Mr. Beast already did this? I don't know. You don't know who Mr. Beast no, is? I don't know who Mr. Beast is. But. Yeah, he he did it already. He did a YouTube video. On Squid Game? Yeah, I have very little interest, especially whenever... I'm sorry. Go, go, go. Well, guess what the pot winning pot is? Uh, two, two million. More than that. 22 million? 4.56. 456 contestants. 456 of uh, four point. Okay. 4.56 okay. million dollars. Okay, yeah. That's a lot of money. For one person to win. Yeah. Now, granted, you're going up against 466, 456 no. other people. Odds for every. I will favorite. watch this reality show. Uh, that seems like, especially because of all the press that came around it, it's going to yeah. be chaos. It's going to bring back like the fear factor kind of days. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. I will watch this. So you have no interest for this? I mean, there's only, uh, maybe Caitlin would probably want to watch it. So it's, there's that. Um, no, I'm not 
in I'm not super interested in it because it just feels like uh feels like a grab on something that's already proven to be successful. Yeah, and that's already a, that'll do a banger second season too. Yeah. But you know, on the topic of Netflix too, um the new extraction just came out, the Chris Hemsworth one. Still need uh, to see the first one. It's first one's pretty good. I know. Uh, second like one's apparently even better. It's solid solid like seven out of ten from what I've seen. Yeah, I, I think I three, gave I think it I seven. Gave three and a half or four back yeah. in the day when I watched it. Oh, uh, two years ago or something like that. So Extraction Two is surpassed at all. They said that they they they're akinning it to the jump from John Wick One to John Wick Two. Okay, that's bold. Well, no, not comparing it to John Wick. Mm. Just saying, like, what John like yeah, Extraction they, One improving on what worked and yes. dropping like cleaning the fat. Yes, yeah, and they, yeah, and they've already greenlit Extraction Three and Four. Um, and everybody actually has said it's warranted. Even like, dude, like heavy like Sundance reviewers are like, wow, yo. Like the kind of like sno- what I would consider snobby people, like Extraction Two is a lot of fun. Netflix has got something really good yeah, here. Netflix, like Netflix, needs shows like or movies like this to you know to keep our old dads like constantly logging mm-hmm. on Netflix. And you if know, I didn't rewatch Miller's Crossing today, I was going to watch Extraction Two, but I'm yeah. going to save that for this next week now. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, I think we may be on the verge of a John Wick competitor. No. Not, I'm not saying as good, but based on what the based on what I remember from the first one and what the hype around this one is, I think it could be. Okay, not as good. I'm I, saying it's not just, as good, but I think it'd be a competitor. I just feel like you're saying words. No, okay, you wait. Okay, you watch. You wait and see. Um, Toy Story Five is coming. Um, I'm really surprised about this, and I'm doubly surprised that Buzz and Woody are both back confirmed to be the main characters. What is the point of Toy Story Four? If we're not getting a, we can have Toy Story five, that's fine. But it needs to follow Woody and or Buzz, because did you see Toy Story four? Yeah, they separate obviously yeah. at the end, yeah, and they make it this big goodbye. Yep. Well, Toy Story three already broke my heart. They did it again, and then Toy Story four broke my heart. Yeah, and I thought it was over with Toy Story four. Yeah, I, but they're back again. Yep. I actually, don't know if I want this. Don't call it a comeback. And Toy Story 4 was like three years ago. Wasn't that long ago. Uh, was that pre-COVID though? No, oh, yeah. So maybe it was like five years ago. Probably four. Four feels, feels like, like a 2018 film. Yeah. 2018, 2019. Yeah. For sure. But regardless, I don't... Nobody I, asked for this. Bob Iger's back in charge. A lot of things aren't working. And he already announced Frozen 3, Zootopia 2, and something else. Uh, uh, Inside Out 2. So now he's said Toy Story 5 is coming too. Uh, and Cars 4. Yeah. I get you're keeping these beloved IPs working because nothing else is for them at yeah. the moment. But I would have, as much as I love, 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 love the Toy Story franchise is my favorite Disney franchise animated as a whole. Um, Treasure Planet is my favorite animated IP. But regardless, I don't, I don't know who needed this or wanted this. Are you a Toy Story guy? I had been. Um, I don't normally go back to, to movies like this you know, now, but growing up, it was, it was always a go-to. Yeah. I don't know. Toy Story 5 just feels like force that didn't need it. Yeah. But I mean, I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it, but I just, uh, weird choice. Uh, also would have been a really weird choice. Jeff Goldblum was almost cut out of the Jurassic Park series. Him and the writer producer yeah. did not get along. That, and that he feels he like the only asked, reason. Uh, Spielberg to get rid of Goldblum and Goldblum oh. or Spielberg was like, no. Yeah. I thought you were, I thought you were saying Goldblum was asking 
asking Spielberg to get rid of the no, other way. Gotcha. The writer producer guy was like, no, I don't want this guy on set anymore. And That's hilarious. Spielberg put his foot down and got to keep Jeff Goldblum. Can you imagine a world without Goldblum? And it'd be a bummer. <laughs> I cannot. No, he's one of the best parts about it. Uh, last part of our news stories. Um, Barbie is trending to do a hell of a lot better than Oppenheimer. And people yeah. are like, see, no one needs, like, it's like a whole sub. We don't need these gritty warmongering movies, which I'm pretty sure is going to be an anti-war movie anyway. Oppenheimer? Uh, oh, most definitely. So, Barbie was always going to do better than Oppenheimer. There's no world in which Oppenheimer does better than Barbie. I think these, I think it will be shocking how even this is. You think so? I, I, I always thought, I don't know why this is all of a sudden making news rounds. I always thought Barbie would crush it just from IP alone. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's obviously going to be more of an adult's movie. You got a PG-13 uh, rating. Yes. Um, and it's a kid, it gives kid vibes off. Now it'll be a lot of adult humor, but. I don't, I don't get kid vibes. I do. <laughs> I, th- I think people are going to see Will Ferrell and the colors and the humor around it and yeah. think this is like a kid's movie in a lot of ways. Smart parents will know better. But there aren't a lot of smart yeah, parents out there. There aren't. So I think Barbie will do huge numbers personally. But yeah, I agree. Uh, the whole I can't. I'm gonna be very annoyed about the whole Oppenheimer Listen, slander. I'm I'm glad we're seeing Oppenheimer in IMAX and not Barbie. I mean, the world of Barbie will probably be very immersive, but we are to seeing a time to see what. Are you sure? Yes. Oh well, I haven't paid for those tickets yet. If they're not out yet. Okay. Do you not know this? I mean, I knew we were going to try to see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll be the one of the features. Okay. That reminded me, we're getting the landscaping done at our house today, and they yeah. cut down those trees that are in front of my house, the big tall ones that you go know, up to the window. as I was leaving your house that night, I was like, I wonder if they're wanting to get those taken down, because yeah. they're massive. Yeah, they're not supposed to be that big oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like half of our bushes are dead, so they're mulching it all over. Today, Good for so. you. Yeah, it's weird losing them without the trees now. But that brings us to the end of our news um, and the end of this episode, your Tuesday episode. Um, so on Thursday, you'll be hearing us break down Miller's Crossing, Oh, brother, where art thou? And the ballad of Buster Scruggs, which was not what I thought it was. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I think that was that was the uh, consensus. It was... Uh, kinda... I knew nothing about it. Yeah. And what I thought I knew about it, I was wrong. Yeah. So, uh, and then our topic we're going to be talking about in the kind of the Coen Brothers. We kind of have two Westerns this week in a lot of ways. You know, some kind of. Uh, what happened to Westerns? Uh, why don't we get any good ones anymore? And what are your favorites and why? Uh, kind of talking about the, the lost uh, lost art of a Western. Uh, so this has been another episode of Mostly Film, uh, your one-stop chaotic shop for all things world of the film. If you like what you've been listening to and your ears are moaning and asking for more, uh, just salivating, begging for us to just be penetrating your ears with our sultry oh voices. Oh my God. Just like, subscribe, comment, leave us some reviews, and we'll be right back for you on Thursday uh, to just make you feel good. Make you feel real good. I'm one of your hosts, Jonathan Recorder, joined by my co-host, J.P. Payton. See you guys. See you.